Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! So welcome to episode 34 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. I'm joined again by Todd Widener. How are you today? Good. Or tonight. Right? Tonight. Yeah. We're doing it at night, kind of. I thought about asking Peter to be on, but it's like 151 a.m. in England right now. I thought Rough that wouldn't work out yeah. so well for him. So we'll have him on next week. A couple of things. So thanks to Dwight at DDG Customs. We appreciate him coming along in season two. We have another. Can we, um, can we have him on sometime? Absolutely. We can have him on. Yeah, we should have him on. Yeah, we'll have him on. He is going to make us another pair of shoes to raffle off like we did in season one. Uh, I talked to him about it yesterday. We'll talk a little bit more. We have some uh, partners in our charity work this year, and maybe we'll have her on. Uh, Jamie, no last name, is uh, going to join us at some point. We'll talk to her about giving as well. Here's how you can get a hold of us, at AVGCheese on Twitter. That's the first time I got it right. I slowed down because in season two, I'm going to try to get it right. You can also email us, AVGCheese at gmail.com. Uh, we are still there on Facebook if you want to get a hold of us that way, although that's not the best method. And I said that I would talk about the season two new sponsor. So our new sponsor in season two is R&M Property Management. They manage rental properties from Manitowoc to Racine. Uh, if you have rental property or you are looking to move into a place, I will give you all that contact information next week. I want to make sure that I have it right before I start giving it out to people. Yeah. And I want to make sure it's okay to give out the phone numbers. I don't want to do that on a podcast and all of a sudden find out that that's not okay. Cool. So I appreciate them. Last season, we made $292.98 for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And this year, we will cuss for charity we will cuss for Habitat for Humanity. So nice. <laughs> it's like if they only knew how, how we were actually generating our revenue. They like were, the, the people right? for Habitat for Humanity. I, I wonder what they'd say. I don't know if they'd be pleased, but when we hand them a check for $300, I bet they won't complain about that. We're not doing anything to the environment. We're just swearing. Right. So <laughs> you're welcome. Air, you know, probably they don't. They probably can't be like, they can't be on board with it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's probably, it goes over like a fart in church, right? <laughs> right. All right. So anyway, so let's talk Packers. I am glad to see you again. What do you want yeah. to talk about first? Oh, well, I think we're going to do some quick Packer news bits. So I saw this article about the Lambo expansion. Did you see that? I did. Little thing. 
Yeah. So I guess the Packers are, there's like this huge, they're tearing up all kinds of stuff at Lambeau. And it turns out they're, they need to relocate a 400,000 gallon wastewater surge tank. And that equates to, you know, a big shit tank. So they're relocating Chicago? That's amazing. Or we just flush it all down the river towards Chicago. <laughs> One or the other. I'm sure they'll take it. They've taken everyone else. <laughs> so the surge tank, you know, and everyone else, uh, Graham, Patton, Spriggs. Let's give it all to so, Chicago. So for real, though, what, what is this shit tank that they got to get rid shit of? Tank, the <laughs> reason for digging up the shit tank. Gosh, we're already. Yeah. So the reason is that I, I guess the I, I guess some guy from the Packers director of public affairs said, if we wanted to add to the stadium, we would not be able to with said shit tank in, in the in the ground. So, yeah. I mean, the buzz around town, I guess, is that there's going to be some type of expansion going on. So hmm. maybe I'll move up from like 40,000th on the waiting list to like 35,000th. Maybe they'll add yeah. some more seats. Maybe. Yeah. Or they're, so, they're going to have to sell more stock too. I need to buy stock. I know I'm in a place where I could buy Packer stock and be yeah. a Packer owner. I hope. I they guess do. they're going to replace the turf at Ray Nitschke practice, practice field too. That was just another part of it. Can I walk on that though? Will they let me walk on the practice field? Who knows? As a Packer owner? They should. No shit. Exactly. Yeah, but that's that's what's going on in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. On a I don't know, a more Packer on the field note. JJ Watt. I saw today no. that JJ Watt no. is not going to go to Pittsburgh. So that's one less team right. on the list. They got it down to I, I, he said it's down to uh, Tennessee, Buffalo, and Green Bay. Okay. And he thinks it's um, – obviously, he thinks the Packers are in the driver's seat there. But remains to be seen. Kind of yeah. interesting, though. It's, uh, what's the – what's the? I mean, because I don't live there anymore, but, like, what's the buzz around Wisconsin and local news? I mean, it's got to be – are they still talking about it, or is it – I have not heard local news lately, so – I don't know. I haven't listened to sports radio in the last couple of weeks. Um, so I'm not sure if there's any buzz in the media. I mean, but if you look on the Twitters and you look on, on the online, people are still talking about it and they will not stop yeah. talking about it until JJ Watt signs, whether it's with the Packers or not. He's so always, was, he'll be 32 years old in like 10 days or something like that. But the, it's, it's interesting. Makes you wonder, could the Packers manipulate the roster enough to get this guy in? I think they can. That'd be and I crazy. Think they I mean, you'd have Kenny Clark, JJ Watt, Zadarius Smith, Sean Gary, Kingsley Kiki. Kiki. So I was talking to, I think when we were talking to Eric and Eric, they were talking about how they have a five man line. Like they may have a five man line at some point, like three interior linemen and the two outside linebackers. How yeah. crazy would that be? I'm it passing would. down. I don't know what I mean. What is your well? I guess what's your opinion on? Do you bring JJ Watt to Green Bay, and do you think they will? Yes, and yes, I yeah. think you do bring him to Green Bay. I think he is the answer with that. You know, he's not going to have 15 sacks again. I don't think, but I think that he is valuable. I think that he's still solid against the run, which they need. He's a great pass rusher. Yes, he's 32 years old. 
I think with the short window that the Packers have with Aaron Rodgers' career, I think you bring in J.J. Watt at, I'm going to say, eight-ish million. I think that's my number if I'm the GM. Now, I wouldn't balk at nine, but I don't think he should get 10 because then I think that you're taking away pieces somewhere else that you might have. Yes, you should bring them in, in my opinion. What about you? I'm kind of on the fence a little bit. I mean, what part of me says, you know, he's just the perfect fit because he's from Wisconsin, played at Wisconsin. Uh, You know, he's a hometown guy. And like just the passion he played with like last year being on such a shit team. I mean, imagine how the passion he'd play with for, you know, a contender. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's walking into Lambo. My God. The, the, the cons on him are the injuries. I mean, I just don't know. It's a risk. He might be eight, nine million, but you're paying a guy eight, nine million that's going to come in with some risk. Now, it could pay off. The pro is that he could be the missing piece to get us to where we want to be. But do I want to see him? Yes. You know, does it, if it takes away something like an Aaron Jones, <laughs> that's a no for me. I'm all I'm all things Darren Jones, by the way. So, and I get that. So, there are going to be trade offs. If you look at JJ Watt, and I I know I just said that he should be a Packer next year, and I stand by that. 2016 played in three games. 2017 played in five games. 2018 right. he right. came back played in all 16 games. 2019 played in eight games. This year played in all 16 games. When you look at that from 2016 to 2020, he played in less than half. You know what I mean? He played in 24, 48 games in five seasons. I don't know what his list of injuries are. I know like his arm or shoulder is like really bad. I know that he has had an injury history, clearly. Up until that point, though, he played in every game from, you know, in his first five seasons, he didn't miss a game. Yeah. So is it part of getting old? It might be. I still Imagine think he's valuable. Those jersey sales will go insane. Yeah. When when he when he signs with the Packers, <laughs> that that jersey is going to be hot. They won't be able to make them fast no, enough. They won't because everybody's everyone's going to grab a bot jersey. Everybody. Yep. Yeah. Well, good for him. I hope he does come. What do you got on Lindsley? So Corey Lindsley, there was a article that came out today that Corey Lindsley is not likely to be back. In fact, it said that the Packers have not really made an effort to talk to Corey Lindsley and his agent, which means that they've kind of moved on from him. Now, I didn't remember this. I guess I didn't realize how old he is. Yeah, 30 right now. I mean, yeah, I I didn't realize he's that old either. And maybe they they feel as though they have enough serviceable offensive linemen, and they proved that that they can move people around pretty easily. But you know, again, I mean, he might be old, but he's the best center in the NFL. He will get paid if he doesn't get paid by the Packers, which I don't think he will. He's definitely going to get paid by somebody. I thought I saw that the market value for Corey Lindsley was around nine million dollars a year. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I think he had eight. Yeah. And I think that, so I was thinking back. So Belaga, great player for the Packers. 
left the Packers around the same age. I think he was 31. He didn't play much for the Chargers this year, and he got a buttload of money. He made over $10 million this year. He didn't play that much. Uh, Again, he was a risk. He was a risk for the Chargers with all his career injuries too. Right. Now, Lindsley's not that. but No, he's not. But he's getting up there. The Packers have historically moved on from linemen at the right time. Jason Sitton, TJ Lang, Marco Rivera, Mike Wall. It seemed like they've moved on from guys at the right time. And they've got younger guys. They drafted Jake Hansen. Jenkins played center in college. I do not want him moving to center. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. Lucas Patrick can play center. Like, they have options. Lane, Lane Taylor is coming back. I think Lane Taylor should be back. We, let's talk about that in a minute for sure. Oh. Corey Lindsley was awesome for the Packers this year. The money says he's just not going to be back. One of the better centers the Packers probably have ever had. I mean, when you think about it. Yeah. Going I mean, back to, like, McCarron, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, who did, who did Favre have forever? I can't even think of it now. Frankie Bag of Donuts. Yeah, I don't remember. Frank Winters? Cut this shit out. We should know that answer. I know. (laughs) I'm getting old. Same. I can't remember shit. Oh, that's two customers. I'm not even... I can't even remember. But then they had Jeff Saturday filling for like a year or two, right? Right. He was at the end of his rope, too. He was was like in the 30, 31, 32-ish. So, yeah, maybe Lindsay's gone. So... Episode 34, the one we're recording right now, is going to be who do we think will be back from the roster from last year, free agents that the Packers have either to sign or let go, guys on the roster that we think should be let go. That's what we're going to do today. And then next time we'll talk about who we think we should bring in because you can't talk about who you think we should bring in if we got guys on the roster now. So we have to let guys go and then we'll figure it out from there. Are you going to straight to the depth chart or are you going to the free agent? Yeah, let's look at the current depth chart first and then, then we'll go from there. So on the depth chart, let's start at wide receiver. We'll start out on the end. Devontae Adams, Equinemius St. Brown, Malik Taylor on one side. Then we got Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Tavon Austin. Those were the healthy receivers on the roster at the end of the year. Who doesn't come back from that list? St. Turd, gone. Malik Taylor, gone. Um, Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin. Free agent, gone. Gone. MVS. MVS stays. So interestingly enough. I don't think Funches is going to. Go ahead. You think he's gone? Funches? I'm not sure. I don't know what his contract looks like even. So he's easily cuttable too. So a couple of things. I know that I was a big on Devin Funches at the beginning of last year, and I thought he was going to be a a difference maker for the Packers. I think that him not playing this year is going to be bad for him. I don't think that the Packers will keep him. They need the money. They don't know what he can do. He's kind of a wild card. I think he's gone. And then MVS. And by the way, you know what else pushes Funches out is the development of uh, Tunyon as a weapon. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was in the lead league for uh, tight end. He caught, he was the second most uh, receptions on the Packers this year. So, right. He was wide receiver too, basically. So, Funches, yeah, probably gone. I think that Funches is gone. 
if you are a third through seventh round pick and you play a certain amount of the snaps, you get an escalator in your salary. So from the class, the 2018 class that MVS was in, EQ, St. Brown, those guys, he was the only third through seventh round pick who got that escalator clause. I think him playing well and playing in the snaps might get him cut because now he's going to make 2.2 million next year or whatever, instead of what he should have made. And I wonder if that would be a real odd turn of events if MVS would be cut because his salary went up because he played too well and too often. I think they, they keep him. I'm on the fence. I don't know if I want him back. EKU St. Brown, I would rather have the younger brother, and that's something we could talk about next week. That's not the St. Brown I want on the roster. You can't catch seven balls in a season and and be here still. You can go find any guy off the shit heap, and he can catch seven balls in a season. Anyone. Jake Kummerow could have caught more than seven balls this year, and EQ St. Brown just broke our hearts in the NFC Championship game. And I don't want to. The St. Brown experiment is over. Period. Done. Bye-bye. So left tackle, David Bakhtiari, Billy wow. Turner, whoever's going to end up out there. Yash Neiman is, was on the roster. That's really it, right? Rick Wagner's already been cut, so he's gone. I think all of those guys are back. Turner, Neiman, uh, Bakhtiari is clearly back. I, I think they're all back. I mean, they have a ton of young guys coming up too. So I, I, w- I don't see anybody on that list that would be that would be cut. Right, the guards: Jenkins, Runyon, Patrick, yeah. Ben Braden. It was on the active roster, but he never played. Right. I mean, I think all those guys come back. Ben Braden's making like thirteen cents a year. He, <laughs> there's no reason to cut him. The more interesting position is the tight end. I think we we sort of touched on it last episode. So let's get to that one. Yeah, so right now on the roster, it's Lewis, Sternberger, Tanyan, and Daphne. DeGuara is on injured reserve, but he would be a part of that mix also. Lewis is gone, and I'm sorry. I mean, he was great. He was serviceable. He had a lot of impact, you know, for the years that he was with the Packers, but he's done. I think his career is done, or at least with the Packers it should be. And as far as Sternberger, we touched on him a couple times. He's just on the wrong team. His skill set doesn't match. I know it's just not a good match for them, right? But I, I think he's a pro. I think he can do something somewhere else for somebody who needs somebody like him. But there's just no room for him on this roster. So you think that it's going to be three tight ends, or well, are I mean, they going to draft you have, one? You have Degora coming back. I think he he takes the spot of at least Lewis. Okay. And then Sternberger, maybe they do keep him around. I don't know. If it's me, I keep Lewis. I try to bring Lewis back at a reduced contract. If he made the two point two five million. Thirty-eight. I know. Thirty-eight. No. I love me some no. Mercedes Lewis. I think no. he blocks like a badass. I, I need him no. back. No. No. We'll see. We disagree on that. I yeah. think Sternberger is gone. You think Lewis is gone. DeGuara, I think, is going to change that. His health, I think, will determine some of those things you know the Packers are always they're always like messing around with tight ends and drafting tight ends and I mean Tanya was undrafted so was Daphne yeah so maybe they pull him somebody like that you know from somebody's practice squad or whatever I mean who knows Rodgers is clearly back 
Love is clearly back. Tim Boyle is a little bit complicated, right? Whether you bring him back. So Tim Boyle is a free agent, but he's not an unrestricted free agent. He is restricted, restricted. And I'm taking this off of another website. A restricted free agent has exactly three years of NFL experience. They have to give him a qualifying offer. So Boyle, because he was, I think he was undrafted, they can give him a $2.24 million offer because they would go off the original round that he was drafted in. But because he was undrafted, then he gets that lowest tender. Let's say some other team decided to match the Packers offer. The Packers would have the next, the ability to then give Boyle more money. Does that make sense? I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I mean, they can negotiate and then the Packers can say, okay, we're going to give you a dollar more than that. He's a perfect, think, he's a perfect insurance policy. That's all he is. He's an insurance policy between Rodgers and Love. Because, I mean, I, I just don't want to see Jordan Love coming in for Rodgers if he gets banged up for a game or two. But do you give Tim Boyle three and a half million dollars to not play a snap? There's a bunch of dudes out there floating around there's always quarterbacks floating around but do you want them playing like i'm not i'm not saying you're right or wrong it's like i i can go either way i would like to see the packers bring boyle back yeah and then try to get something for him i know that you're paying the man three and a half million dollars to then try to get picks for him later but i would like to see boyle back on the roster i don't want love as our backup i agree next year and then (laughs) The running back room, Aaron Jones, unrestricted free agent, Jamal Williams, also a free agent. That would leave A.J. Dillon. If both those guys leave, A.J. Dillon is the only Packer left on the depth chart. They can't. They can't all. I mean, so they're they're predicting that Aaron Jones' market value is what is 14.6? In that 14 range, yeah. He, he switched agents, actually him and Williams. The Packers did make some type of offer at Jones this year, and he was like, uh-uh. Which well, is- because it didn't have any real guaranteed money. Right. It was in the $12 million range, but it didn't have the guaranteed money, which really makes it a crap contract for him. Yeah. There's a couple of things. I don't know how to do this because I'm not the numbers and cap person, but I think you do what it takes to get Aaron Jones on this roster. I really do. He has intangibles that Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon do not have. He has things that a lot of the backs that are getting paid the money that he's his market value is, he's doing things that they can't do, right? He's got that breakaway, big play ability, the spin moves, just so many different intangibles that none of those backs have. Man, I, I don't think anyone can fill his shoes. Jamal Williams, they're like the best one-two punch running back combination in the NFL. There's no question about it. But he can't have all three. I think Jamal Williams is a starter. Or he can do what he's do, been doing in Green Bay for another team somewhere that has a, a number one running back and, and be that you know, sort of one and 1.5 running back kind of in and out. So I don't know. I think you do whatever it takes to get Aaron Jones on this roster and you make Dylan number two. I love Aaron Jones. I got to say that first. I think he's a great player, a great human being. He is what the Packers want on, on their roster as a person and as a player. That being said, I don't think that it's a great idea 
to put that much money into a running back. Again, I think Aaron Jones is great. I, he's, he deserves the money he's going to get. I just don't think he's going to get it with the Packers. And Jamal Williams, I'm with you. He's got to be 1A. I don't think he is a starting running back on a Super Bowl team. I think he is the 1A on a Super Bowl team, and I thought he was going to be that this year. And I think he can be a very productive starter in the league, but not for the Super Bowl Green Bay Packers. I just don't see that as as happening. I think the wild card in this whole thing is Patrick Taylor, the running back that was on IR this year. I think Dylan becomes running back number one, and I think the Packers draft a running back again later. Mm. And I think Patrick Taylor is your second running back. And I think Dexter Williams can Who go. Who the hell is Patrick Taylor? Patrick Taylor was on IR this year. He was a running back out of Memphis. He didn't see the field or practice. He was on IR the entire season. Undrafted free agent. I think the other Williams. And the other Williams can suck a dick. Like, <laughs> he needs to go. Sorry. Everybody, he, he he totally missed that that block when he was on the uh, punt team. On the punt team, yeah. Gosh. Nope. See ya. So yeah. some other restricted free agents: Raven Green, Tyler Lancaster, aka Santa, your yeah. buddy Perry Nickerson, Shandon Sullivan, and then Tanyan is also a restricted free agent. They will absolutely give him the first or probably the second round tender right? The $3.4 million. They're not going to give him first round tender, but he was undrafted. So they can't give him the original round because 2.4, someone will snatch him for sure for 2.4 million. What about Shannon Sullivan? Oh man. Gosh, they're, they're so thin in the defensive backfield. I don't know. He didn't have that great of a season. So, I mean, I mean, if, if they can draft or they think they have somebody ready to come in. I mean, if Raven Green, that is Raven Green's spot usually, right? Well, Raven Green is that linebacker, that in-the-box safety guy. That's what Petten had him doing. Right. I don't think Raven Green belongs in the slot. He is not. What, jo- what happened to Josh Jackson? He sucks ass. Disappeared. That's what happened to him. Yeah. They got that Perry, Perry Nickerson guy just sitting around too. They must not have thought much of him, right? Because he never sniffed the field. They never brought him up to no. see what he could do. They should have, of all things, when they had trouble with, with Malik Taylor, they should have thrown that guy back there. Just to see what he could do. Yeah, right? He's got like blinding speed. There's a reason that guy got cut from the Jets, right? Uh, yeah. He's I think old. Raven Green is gone too, Who? unfortunately. Hmm. I like Raven Green. I like the job that he does. I think he is versatile in a spot where the Packers need a guy. You know, Adrian Amos can be that guy, but he's not that thick. You know, you can't keep him in, in that second linebacker role forever. I think he'll get beat up there. I honestly think if, if they're going to try to structure and they're going to try to keep Jones and they're going to try to bring in J.J. Watt, I think well, I'm probably jumping ahead, but I, I think since you mentioned Amos, I mean, I I kind of think he could be packing his bags too. Really? Yeah. Man, the, uh, wow. Okay. You think that Adrian Amos will not be on this team next year? Is that what you just said? Uh, Money-wise, if it comes down to money, yeah, he might. Because I okay. think they have some serviceable talent behind him. 
that they could that they've groomed, right? Maybe you put Raven Green back there. I don't know. Okay. So let's look at the defensive side of the ball then. So defensive ends, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster. Gone, gone, easy. (laughs) Kingsley Kiki. Yeah, he's developmental, but still, yeah, he's keep him. He's got to stay around, right? If you get rid of Lowry and Lancaster, you only got one guy left. Yes. What about Montrevious Adams? Who knows? I mean, guy, I mean, I'm neither here nor there. I mean, he he's just gonna, he's going to find a roster somewhere in the NFL. He's never going to be a starter. No, he's always injured or whatever. So I mean, if you bring in JJ Watt, you don't need. Whatsoever. No, you don't need him. In order to get JJ Watt, you have to get rid of Dean Lowry. You have to cut Dean I Lowry. Hope, I have no issue with that whatsoever. I mean, Lancaster didn't make good money. He only made three quarters of a million last year. So getting rid of him money-wise, eh. They both suck. He still sucks. You're right. I mean, there is that. Kenny Clark, I mean, he's clearly back. Snacks Harrison clearly is not part of the Packers' plans. Billy Wynn, also not part of the Packers' plans. Like, they're going to need a guy. Is Willington Prevalon, or however you say his name, (laughs) is he going to be around? You'd they're going to need to draft a guy, though. Yeah, you would have to think they're going to go after a defensive lineman in the draft. Depends on who's available. but Outside linebackers, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Jonathan Garvin, Zadarius Smith, Randy Ramsey. Preston Smith, you've heard it here first on the average cheese. He will be the next Packer cut. That'll be in the news soon. He will be the next one. Well, he's got a roster bonus coming up, like I think on March 19th or something. Gone. Preston Smith is gone. And the Packers need to get under the cap by March 17th. Yeah. Dean Lowry, I also think Dean Lowry is gone. gone. Lancaster, they won't bring back until after that day for sure, because why right. would you sign a free agent of that magnitude? I mean, some right. guy that sucks like him, why would you do that? You ever see like um, you know, like like a meat house where they have like the like just hanging from a meat hook. That's kind of what he's just like. Slab of beef. He's like a big slab of beef, just hanging there. Like if the running back runs into it, great. If not, I think Preston Smith is gone. Also, I think Jonathan Garvin. You know, because he's so cheap. He he's around unless they find a better guy earlier in the draft. Randy Ramsey, same thing. Now, there's never been thoughts of cutting or any talk of cutting or getting rid of Zadarius Smith, but he's a huge cap number. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the production alone. I mean, imagine if you have Watt and him, I mean, that's going to free somebody up. And I am not saying to cut Zadarius Smith. I'm just saying he has a huge cap number. It's like 17 and a half. It's a big number. But he produces... Inside linebackers, Chris Barnes, Ty Summers, Kamal Martin, Oren Burks. Ty Summers is on a rookie contract. They're not going to get rid of him. They're, they'll keep him for special oh teams depth. Oren Burks. <sighs> gone. Yeah, he can go. Again, some, I, I hope Summers is gone too. I don't see the reason. I, mean, I guess co- they have someone. They have to have some. Well, he sucked on special teams. He did. He sucked, period. I mean, he sucks all around. I just don't understand how. I don't know. Go find another Chris Barnes somewhere. Yeah. Oren Burks can go. At this yeah. point, you're just wasting money. 
on Oren Burks. He's no better than any guy you pull off. All the resources they put into trying to develop this guy, and he's just never, ever shown any glimmer of potential. No. Cornerbacks, Alexander, Shannon Sullivan, who we talked about, Kadar Holman, Kevin King, Josh Jackson. King is gone, no doubt. I think right after Preston Smith, King is gone. Right, and he's a free agent. That would just be a matter of not – you know, not, not signing him. Yeah, I think Josh Jackson is gone. Josh Jackson, I think the number is like 1.3 million. It's not a ton, but he was a second round pick. They clearly lost confidence in him. He didn't play at all at the yeah. end of the season. I know that he, says something. I mean, at the beginning of the season, when King was hurt, they they had him in. But but yeah, then I mean, again, like if you get rid of that many dudes, like if you get King, get rid of King and Jackson. I mean, as far as like experience level goes at corner. I mean, it's thin, mm-hmm. real, real thin. It's just Jair, really. And you look and see what the Vikings did. They drafted two dudes, and they were awful yeah, as they rookies. Were, they got, yeah, they got killed. Yeah. So I get it, Josh Jackson, right? Because King is gonna go. I still think he should go. I think yeah. the Packers will invest a very high draft pick on a corner this year. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm already predicting like their first pick. Okay. All right. Let's talk about that next week. Maybe you can tell us some guys that you think are going to come in that spot. Um, Safeties, Adrian Amos, who you said might be cut. Interesting. (laughs) Not based on, you know, performance or anything else, but I think if they're juggling some numbers around and they got to make something happen, because I do think there are at least some guys that they've groomed that could start back there. There are guys at safety. Are they Adrian Amos? What if he brought back Williams and threw him back there? Brought back who? Tremont Williams? Yeah. 80,000 year old Tremont Williams? Yeah. I do like that guy, but I don't know, man. I, I don't I mean, know. Woodson transitioned back to safety. Adrian Amos has a base salary of $4.9 million next year. So I'm saying. Interesting. Watch out. Will Redmond, Henry Black, Darnell Savage, Vernon Scott. Darnell Savage, I think, is you know one of the big. He he had a good, really good year. Slow start, but good year. And I think Vernon Scott shows a lot of potential too. So I mean, like Vernon Scott is kind of like one of those. I think I talked about last episode. Might be one of those guys who could push Adrian Amos out out the door if they wanted to save some money. Will Redmond is an unrestricted free agent. So yeah, neither here nor there. Right. Henry Black is always hurt. So well, Henry Black was an undrafted free agent who you don't know much about, right? Him and Scott are those. I mean, Scott was a seventh round pick, so he's. I don't think the starters will be gone. That's just my opinion. Well, you, we heard it here first from yep. you. Yep. It's just a lot of money, man. Five million dollars is a lot of money, and mm-hmm. they they have like eleven million to go. To get under the cap, which they have to do by March 17th. There's been some rumors that they're going to restructure Rogers' contract and make it a sure. signing bonus so it spreads they out. They absolutely should. Yeah, they should. They need to just squash the pink elephant in the room like before. Are you saying extend them? Do what, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Extension, pay them more. Don't, I, I don't care how, how it happens. Give him whatever the hell he wants so that he's a Packer for the rest of his life. End of story. 
I'm with you on the, we need to make that man happy. Yeah. But he has to understand that part of making him happy is to restructure. I mean, giving him, making that a signing bonus and giving him a more, a little bit more money up front frees up things for him to have a better team around him. So yeah. I know I, I heard a bunch of things like Rogers is going to leverage this into more money, but he, Rogers isn't stupid. If he makes more money, that means less money for other guys, which means that he's not going to have the team around him, which means they're not going to win. Do you know what I mean? So I don't see that. I don't see him. He's not stupid. He knows that if he takes more money, there's less money for everybody else. Yeah, Like I said, just squash the pink elephant and give him whatever the hell he wants. I don't know. What else were we going to talk about? I think that's about it, man. We just yeah. thought we'd talk about who we think is going to be gone for the year. Yeah. So we could put this on the Twitters, but the, I think the big one for you is Adrian Amos. Yeah. Right. That's the guy. I think Preston Smith, we agree, is going to be gone for sure. Oh, that'll Warren be the Burks, next I think one. we agree on. Adrian Amos is the one where we disagree. <clears throat> and I know okay. you want to bring back Jones, and I don't think we can afford him. I would say in the big, the big names, I would say, are Lindsley gone, King gone, Preston Smith gone, um, Amos, <laughs> you know, <laughs> gone. I'll just say it. Okay. Adrian Amos is gone. And, to, yeah, Jamal Williams is gone. Should be an interesting thing. They, they've got to figure out how to clear more room. If they want to bring Aaron Jones back, that's a lot of room. I don't know. It Dep- depends on what he wants. I mean, if, if the numbers are – his market value is at 14. Man, it's up it's there. A lot more. Than, what were we saying in uh, previous episodes? We thought it was like 12, 12 and a half or something. Yeah, I thought that he was around that 12 and a half, 13 range. That's what we said all along. And to for, he's not taking less than that. That is an absolute guarantee. He's not taking less than 12 million. Otherwise, he's leaving money on the table. And I know that, you know, as Packer fans, we're like, yeah, we want – to see Aaron Jones around and he should give us the hometown discount. Nope. Not on this contract. He shouldn't. This is not the contract you do that for. You do that on the next contract. Does Watt come to green Bay and just take less money? Yeah. I think you ride out into the sunset and just Mm -hmm. say, you know what? From Wisconsin. I'm at the end of my career. I want to be at a contender. All the dots are aligning, you know, Mm-hmm. I 100% maybe think he, he will. Us. Maybe he takes eight-ish or whatever. He, I hope he does. I think that I, I would take him at eight. I, I think that that is a very reasonable salary. You know, if it's a three-year contract, $24 million over three years, I think that's a good contract. But it's probably the end of the road. He has to understand that. Now, I did see that Reggie White had like 15 sacks when he was 36 or 37 years old. Although I don't think that J.J. Watt is is that guy. He was a monster. He was. Yeah. That's it. One year of J.J. Watt, two years of of prime J.J. Watt. We're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's definitely got the two or three year quality years left. If he can stay healthy. I mean, he played in the Dome the last few, few years, or his whole career. Yeah. Come to Green Bay, it's a little bit... Well, he, I mean, he played in Wisconsin, so he knows the deal. Yep, he does. All right, so I think that's it. Yeah. 
Thanks again to Dwight at DDG Customs. And thank you to Rhonda at RM Property Management. We appreciate both of you. We are going to cuss for charity and you are going to help us along the way. So we appreciate that. And that's it. Go, Paco. Go, Paco.